So here's the concept. The whole idea about motor mouse is that fans can call in, right? I'll see them and then we'll patch them through and then fans will talk live on this show with you and Kyle. Wait, there, Kyle's gonna talk to fans live on yeah. the show? Yeah, I, Kyle Petty talking to fans live on this show. I don't I don't wanna get fired my first day. <laughs> can, well, that's a, the concern there is valid, but I have a button that I can both drop the call and drop Kyle's microphone. Okay. Drop me. All right. Also, we don't wear this nice outfit no. for this show. I so was told to class it up. I don't, don't have any plaid shirts. Don't wear slacks in here again. All right, my bad. You yeah. can wear, we're wearing shorts right now. Right yeah. now. It's the joy of the desk. Sorry. Yeah. You're gonna do great. It's gonna be perfect. Welcome to Motor Mouse. Today was media day for the Daytona 500. We're gonna hear from eight star drivers today on NASCAR America. But when I say it's Motor Mouse, this is a whole new show. And there's a big reason. I've got two Motor Mouse right here with me. We've got AJ Allmendinger and Kyle Big Petty. show, big show. Uh, I'm a, I think I wanna be at media day after spending 30 minutes with you guys already. You just hold on to your hat. Oh, this show is totally different. It's all new. It's the studio you know, but a totally different show because it's all about you. We want to hear from you. You can call in and talk to us live using the phone number 1-844-NASCAR-NBC. Or you can send in questions, comments, feedback, whatever, on social media using the hashtag MotorMouse. So let's see. You could talk about, I don't know, The Clash. The Clash. We could talk about the, the band. The band, The Clash. Yeah, the band, The Clash. Yes. Obviously, uh, yes. forty-year anniversary. Are you getting on the track at Daytona? Oh, 40 years! You got it right this time, I did. man. Good totally job. We wow. talk about AJ's hair or the Rolex twenty-four at hour. At some point, we'll work on the fist bump too. Yeah, that was that a little was, bit that awkward. Was bad. We'll get there. Uh, plus, Kyle <laughs> Busch and Chase Elliott are going to be on the show. This show is so important. We got a lot of support from our coworkers, uh, and and I want to show you Thanks. this tweet from our friend Rick Allen. I think today is when we find out. What can and can't be said on NBCSN? Rick, we love you. Thanks yes, for the support. Do. Let's Thank go you. to the next tweets from our coworkers. Mm. That's there are none. That's it. That's literally it. He's the only one watching. Rick, you have moved up to P1 in our right. hearts, brother. P1 in our power rankings. Thank Rick. you. So, what uh, do you guys want to get into it? Should we talk Let's about me as well? Yeah. Yes. Let's start at the beginning on on Motormouth today. Uh, Denny Hamlin. Talk today uh, with Nate Ryan. It's got a great story on NBCSports.com. Talk about kind of looking at the year and what he sort of sees happening. He obviously is talking about some of the changes that could yeah. be happening for 2020, a shorter schedule, but also he was talking about the driver's council. So uh, let's take a look at, at what he said. I know that when you tune in to the Olympics, the most popular event is 100-meter dash. It's not the 25-mile marathon. Technically, it's 26.2. Maybe there's something to be said about that. Okay. So, I don't, I'm not correcting. I'm just making sure we know. It sounded like a correction Official to me. marathon length is 26.2. <laughs> I know from all the Because you're, you're big into those marathons, yes, right? Yes, yeah, I love is. their gas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so in, in that respect, what do you think? It, it, do you see that that's the way that stuff is going to go in? That, that we're going to be talking about more of a sprint rather than a marathon? Yeah, I think we have to. I think the the product that we have now, uh, we hear from the fans, we hear from the viewers, that, that we hear from people that listen on the radio, that read about it. The sport needs to change 
to accommodate what the fans want. Um, and we've hammered this road. We've been down this 500 mile. Listen, they started 500 mile races because cars wouldn't last 500 miles. The cars that you got out of last year will go 2,500 or 3,000 miles. I mean, they'll go forever. We're not going to run that long a race, so we're going to need to go back and make it enjoyable and make a TV package and a package at the racetrack to make an, an event so that people want to be there, they want to watch, they want to be a part of it. I think you can still have your long races. Yes. You can have the Daytona 500. You can have your the Coke classics. 600. The classics. You, yeah, Darlington. But yeah. I agree. We talk about wanting to get younger viewership, yeah. as you said, Kyle. Younger viewers, they don't have the attention span to sit there yeah. for four, four and a half hours. They want to see something quick, make it happen, and go on to the yeah. next thing. So we need to shorten these races. But there's a challenge with that. TV doesn't yeah. want to shorten them. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. But whether it's the season or the race length, I think that is the direction we have to go to get more viewership to come back. Yeah, I think we, we all go through this. I, I, I think the sport, different sports go through it. Um, we go through it with different products. Um, when you can't buy this cup, everybody wants this cup. Right. Everybody, they'll wait in line. But if you give them this cup every day, eventually they just get tired of it. 36 races, the amount of time that these teams you know, spend on the road, that's how I grew up. I mean, I, I'm used to it. I grew up. Um, my dad raced in January, and we were still racing in November. That was the way it was. But that doesn't mean that's the way it always has to be. And I, I think we have to take some of the traditional parts of the sport um, and mold them together with what this fan base wants and our new fan base wants to create the fan base that we can move forward with. Yeah, that's a big deal. Denny also talked about the driver council and sort of how he thought that it needed to play a, a yeah. role in it, which was interesting because what he said sort of juxtaposed where he's previously been. He, he's always sort of been on the side of, of the driver's council, but he almost made it sound like with the leadership changes in NASCAR that it, he felt like it was kind of less of a priority. Do you feel like that's the way the NASCAR is going with the leadership changes we've seen? You know, that's a good question. Um, Denny was instrumental in, in, in the, the driver council. So some of his comments today kind of make me scratch my head a little bit because he seems to have lost a little bit of faith or doesn't believe it has the power that it has. Um, I just sat down for a coffee with Kyle with Mike Hilton to talk about, and we talked about the councils, whether it was the RTA, whether it was the driver council, whether it's the tracks. Um, it's not like it used to be. You don't have a Dale Earnhardt who marches up in that truck and represents Dale Earnhardt Sr., who represents everybody in that garage area. You don't have a Jeff Gordon who represents everybody in that garage area. Uh, I think Bill France Sr., Mike Helton, those guys believed in what those, those drivers told them. Now they said, okay, if you come in the truck, you're looking out for the best interest of AJ. If I come in the truck, I'm looking out for the best interest of Kyle. When they sit down with the council, they feel like they get a good cross-section of what moves the sport forward. So I think the driver council is still important and still has a big place in this sport. And Denny Hamlin has always just cared about the sport. Yes. That's one thing, no matter the direction he's talked or maybe comments that he makes, he's always had the best interest of the sport kind of in view, and that's why he came up with the, the driver council. But as you said, Kyle, it's going to be interesting. There's a little bit of both. You know, the, the new powers at NASCAR, I think they're headed the right direction. You get the right people in the right places. They'll make the correct decisions. But at the same point, you still got to talk to the drivers about yes. what they want to feel, whether it's race cars at events, you know, some of the things we talk about, whether it's a shorter season or just to try to bring attraction back to the sport, you got to make these races events 
So how do we get the drivers to be involved in that to help bring the fans closer to the sport, whether it's inside the racetrack or pre-event stuff that goes on? So good point. There's there's 50-50 each side. Good point. And I think it takes a lot. We ought to give Steve Phelps props for being honest and saying, you know, maybe we lost our way a little bit over the years because that. That, to have that kind of honesty and to put pride aside yeah. and, and company politics aside, that's a big deal to say, okay, so we may have had yeah. some miscues along the way because that turns out that's real life. Yeah, and, and look, I love that statement. And we used to have this statement when we worked on race cars, and, and I don't care if the guy sitting in the third seat in the 14th row has an idea to help us run faster. By God, I want to know what that idea is because that makes us a better team. And I think that's what Steve's saying is, how can we be a better team? How can we be, be better for the fans? How can we put this together? And it's going to take drivers. It's going to take owners. It's going to take track operators. It's going to take TV partners. It's going to take everybody. We didn't get to where we're at overnight. We can't right the ship or change the ship and get that group of fans back overnight. It's going to take time. But I think the powers that be in Daytona are headed in the right direction. Did you Ru- see that honesty yeah. coming? Well, and Ru- that, was a, that was the key thing. He, I actually did because late last year he met with all the drivers and it was the first time I had actually ever heard somebody from NASCAR really say, you know what, we have a problem. And that was the yeah. biggest thing they said was, we have a problem, we have to fix it. And as you said, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen even throughout this year where it's all fixed in, in one yeah. period of time. But it takes the right people to say that, you know what, we need to build together. Yeah. And as an industry, we all have to yeah. do it together. Whether it's good for me today yeah. or good for you tomorrow, we have to do it together. And it shows they care. Like that, no, they I think when you see that when you see that honesty, yeah, and the great thing is I think the the number one word that people are talking about and putting back at the very forefront of everything is fans. Let's make sure these fans yeah. are constantly entertained, that they feel the most comfortable. This whole sport just revolves yeah. around those fans, just like this show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here's what's coming up on Motor Mouse today. Chase Elliott and Kyle Bush are gonna join us. Wait until you hear the hard-hitting questions that Kyle and AJ ask them, because I was obviously very well prepped. Plus, who are the top 10 drivers right now in NASCAR? Kyle gives us his power rankings, and we want to hear from you. We'll be taking your calls today. Be all you can be. Be a motor mouth. Television. Everyone says, hey, champ, which is cool. We don't get paid to qualify. You know, we get paid to go out and finish the race. At least that's what the Kings does. Um, but he would like us to qualify better. So it's like, what do you want? People ask me, you know, what's our strategy going into Sunday? And um, really our strategy is, you know, myself, the two, the 22, and the 21, we all try to find each other and work together. You know, we finished second last year without a teammate, right? <laughs> no. So I've never changed teams and had this much comfort. I was at the Magic Kingdom, so uh, hopefully that magic rubs off on our car here. I want to beat them just as bad as they want to beat me. We had a lot of close calls last year. Um, you know, some wrecks, or I, I closed my eyes and I'm like, ah, oh, we're done. And uh, we would come out, and I'm like, all right, cool. At least you didn't crash, <laughs> I guess, right? So it wasn't all bad. Yeah, we about did. Uh, we barely missed that one at the end. I've said this for a few years now, that we can combine the clash and, and the all-star race. No one knows what's going to happen to this one. This one's right. just... Uh, you got to put yourself in a position when it comes down to it. You saw the clash. 
you can be leading the race and be the guy that starts the biggest crash. It's so special to win the Daytona 500. It's the biggest race of the year for us. It's a great American race, and, and you know, pulling in the victory lane here is like none other. So yeah, we're ready to fire away and give us another shot. So the championship trophy is actually, it's on tour. Each week, a member of our race team gets it. And uh, I've challenged them to do something fun and unique with it, so I, I got to post some stuff on social. Because um, I got a picture the other night of, of one of the guys on our team. He was he had a fire in the middle of it, and he was cooking s'mores. I think it just gets me fired up even more to more to, to know that we were so close, and we can definitely do it. You win the day 2500. Uh, you're set. You're locked in to the playoffs. Um, you don't even have to race anymore. You can take take off, right? That's how they should have it. Save us some money. Love seeing those. If y'all want to see more of those interviews, get on YouTube. Look for the Motorsports on NBC channel. There's some great stuff. Let's jump in, Kyle. Let's talk about your power rankings oh for the top 10 drivers. Starting with mine? Yeah. I, I mean, I think okay. we should. We, we can. Uh, P1, I thought very interestingly, is the champ. Why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be P1? He's the last guy to do something. So that's, that's my guy. Then I go Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, same guys that, that were up there last year. Uh, I put Brad up there and Blaney up there, Eric Jones, and put Chase. Um, I put Jimmy in there 10th, uh, and I know I'm going to take a lot of heat for that, but I put him in there because he's won seven championships, not because I think he's going to do anything, just because I think he won seven championships. So that's my power rankings wow. right there. Okay. Sorry. That's All an right. odd, it's, but it's weird. You put a little respect on the name, I, 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 but there, also a little – Seven, you got to respect A little seven. gut shot yeah, at you the same respect. time. What, you, what about you, I, I, you know, noticing you know, Danny Hamlin not winning a race, you got him in the top ten. Where does that come from? You know what? That just comes from I like Denny. Okay. Uh, basically, right. basically a what? lot of thought went into these. What about Kyle Larson? <laughs> I, okay. Now, you tell me why I should have Kyle Larson. Because yeah. he can I, wheel a race car. Oh, let me wheel this thing for about 490 miles, but I can't get that last 10 <laughs> and get the victory lane. I'll put Kyle Larson in my top 10 when he does something. We just got to get him to stay off the wall on the last five percent of the race. That's, that's all I'm saying. And then I'm, my man's right. Stop he can wheel. Wheel a, Let's a take a look down. at the NBC Sports Power Rankings that Nate Ryan, Dustin Long, and some others have worked on. So they got Kyle Busch at the top, then Jimmy Johnson. You got Brad Keselowski and Joey Atai there, which is nice. Okay. I, I, uh, I got. So did we just use qualifying in the class? Yeah, let me these? say that's what I want to know. Let me apologize to everybody at NBC. I thought this was about people who could do something. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know we were just ranking people. Just. I want to. My, my biggest question is: I need a jacket. How, how do you have Chase Elliott behind two guys at Hendrick Motorsports? No idea. That, no idea. That, I mean, okay. I'll even like, I'll give you Jimmy. Yeah. Seven championships. New crew chief. Yeah. Out to prove something. Won the clash. William Byron. William Byron. How are you going to put Chase Elliott that. behind William Byron? For the record, watching Daytona. We're asking you. That's yeah. what you're supposed to tell no, us. No, I, I you want to tell list? you. Looking at that list reminds me, when you look at Daytona, so currently we have like this weird battle of the X's, like the Jimmy and Chad split. So Jimmy is like, I'm going to show you guys that it wasn't just my crew chief. The battle right? of the X's. Right? I like Chad's that. like, I'm going to show you guys that I'm the greatest crew chief there's ever been. So he gets William on the pole. That's awesome. Great job, Great William. Job. Great and job. Jimmy's Dad. like, tell you what, hold my Gatorade. I'm going to go out there and win this clash. Now, the weird thing for me is you got all these people that are weighing in saying, like, there's some media members yeah. saying stuff like, oh, well, you know, I just don't think we're giving the, the leader of the race the respect they deserve. Look, their job is to win races. Like, that's True. Jimmy's job yeah. is to go up front and win races. So it turns out sometimes these cars are doing some things that they're not meant to. If you believe that Jimmy Johnson would wreck a field, then you're not as bright as people think.
That's the truth. Like, any way you cut it, that's not what that, well, that guy does. that was a gut punch to me. That was a gut punch to me. <laughs> that, that's not who he is, man. You don't win seven championships true. True. by saying, like, all right, guys, good luck. I'm going to take this one. See ya. Like, that's not how that happens. Am I, I wrong? I, no, I got no. you on that I point. Got, but I got you. I, I felt like he did wreck Paul Menard. Not intentionally. not intentionally. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, there was he nothing malicious behind Paul Menard. Menard. Hmm. He definitely he, wrecked Paul he Menard. He did everything he could to make that move. Perfect. And he made the move, set it up, made the move perfect, and then he hooked him, and then the field crashes behind him. Yeah. I do want to just make sure that we're yeah. on the same page. No, he could have he could have used a old Juan Montoya line. <laughs> I wrecked the first guy. I don't know what the rest of them <laughs> behind me were doing. That's perfect. Here's what he here's what Jimmy made the perfect move. Coming off turn two, he lagged back. Kurt Bush is on his bumper. They get that energy. He pushes up. When Jimmy pulled out on Paul Menard, and we heard Chase Elliott earlier in the week talking to, to Jeff Gluck say these cars move around when somebody's right there, when they make that initial move. So did Paul come over or did Jimmy pull him over? Whichever. Doesn't make any difference. Jimmy did not allow enough room, I don't believe. I think that was the mistake that was made in that move, was not to allow enough room. Now, it's incredibly aggressive. An incredibly aggressive move with the rain on your windshield and everything going on. You got to make something happen. Jimmy Johnson had to make something happen. And these are the consequences of what happened. You can't argue with it, but you can't say that he didn't wreck him because we just saw it on tape. He wrecked him. I just want to be sure you guys know that Jimmy did not design that arrow package. Like, he's not an injury. I just want to, Come on. Just want to make sure we're all clear. Hey, tell you what, this show is all about the fans calling in. Are y'all ready to take our let's first do it. call? Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's do it. Okay, guys. You have the button? I've got the, I've, all the buttons are ready. Uh, we're going to take our first caller. And am I correct that this is Carl uh, from Akron? Carl, what's up, man? What's up? How y'all doing today? We are great, buddy. How you doing? Uh, here's my question. I'm old school, so y'all want changes in NASCAR. I love racing. I like the schedule, how it is. How about we just breathe fire into it for these newer fans? What about some heat races? You've seen that the Rover was successful. We take more tracks and add the infield course and stuff like that. What about just breathing fire, new stuff into these races instead of necessarily changing the schedule and doing all this and just breathing some life into these races? with heat races or like the Rover and making stuff like that. Carl, that's a that's a great question. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, look, that that's 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 a great question. NASCAR in the past has not been a fan of, of heat races. We just haven't. So when you say old fans and you're a traditionalist, that's not what NASCAR did. That's not how they grew up. And we and, and we tried. We, we tried. tried heat we tried. races in Xfinity yeah. and it really didn't it, do anything didn't do spectacular. Anything. So I, I I like the point of breathing fire into the sport, but I think the sport needs a kick in the butt more than some fire breathe, breathing fire into it. I think we're going to have to make big changes uh, in a lot of different areas, car, driver, tracks, a lot of stuff. I think the Roval was a great experiment. I but, love the Roval. But we we don't need to we don't need to do the Roval at every racetrack. No, that's no, the no. thing. You then can't. Then everybody yeah, wants it. Yeah, that's I the mean, thing. Then, then you, it gets old. You it gets do. Old. Eight rovals, and then it becomes boring as yes, well. Yeah. So we don't want to get in there. I agree. That was a good there's, call. There's different different ways to go about and, it. And First th- time caller. Yeah. yeah. All Carl, right, Carl. Thank you for that call. At the core of it, what what's interesting though is you have this balance of technology and attention yeah. spans, and you've still got that love of grassroots and short tracks. And we're seeing like this week, New Smyrna is yes, is yeah. packing it out, and there's so many local tracks that tap into. What it is that people love yeah. about racing, and, and any way you cut it, we have to keep that same dynamic that draws people 
to a race car and says, man, I want to go do that. Okay, here's the, here's the thing, and, and, and I hear this all the time, it, that, that people love short track racing. Love short track racing. We got two. We got a couple of short tracks. That's all we really yeah. got. You know what I mean? I'll throw Richmond in there, but it can go either way. You know what I mean? You go Bristol and Martinsville. So people hated road courses. Now they love road courses. Love road courses on, sure. on, on the NASCAR circuit. But when you look at it, people will go out to their local short track, okay? But we want people to come and go to the local short track and pick A.J. Amendinger as my local driver. And then they see him move to the truck series. And then they see him move. Follow him. Follow that driver uh, is what we want him to do. And I think that's what we've lost in a lot of cases. We've lost that guy who came off that short track. And that's what a lot of these people are preaching right now is bring back the local short track driver who has a way to get to the Daytona 500 to run a race. And some of that goes with, I think, as well, is the cost that we have yes. because oh, something that I grew up loving was the truck series when it started. Yeah. Yes. And the fact that, you know, sure, you had your big name. You had Childress with, with Mike Skinner. They had their team. But you could take an old short track team that said, you know what? They're coming to my racetrack this weekend at Hickory. We're going to build the truck, yeah. and we're going to take Good our driver point. and Great go try point. to beat those guys. So that's the same thing. It's a delicate process. You don't want to alienate the old school fans, but we also got to bring new ones in. So – but there's a lot that goes into it. And why are you smiling so much? I'm just right? I'm thinking that there's so many great ideas. I love that we're taking calls. Yes. And somebody, yeah. if you want to call and say, hey, get Xfinity cars uh, off of IMS and put them back at uh, IRP, you'd be right. So there's yeah. a lot of great things we can yes. do here. Coming up, we've got Kyle Busch. He is ready for the Daytona 500. But he's already had one big race this week. His competition, a plumber, a dinosaur, and a gorilla. We'll talk super rowdy next on Motormouths. Welcome back to NASCAR America Presents Motor Mouse. That is the Daytona International Speedway where Media Day is going on. And we are so excited to be joined by one of the greats. Kyle Busch is down there. Uh, Kyle, first off, thanks for joining us. How is your Media Day going down there, buddy? Uh, well, my media day has been all right, Rut, so uh, I can't say I got much to complain about. All the media people down here are being really, really nice to me because my great sponsor, M&M's, brought everybody M&M's chocolate bars, so everybody's feeling full today and energized today, and they're all ready to rock and roll and write and type and talk and everything else they got going on, so <laughs> we're taking care of business. <laughs> you are taking care of business, and there's no other way to ask this after seeing you getting off the plane uh, or at the plane with that orange jumpsuit is it true pimping ain't easy? <laughs> it ain't easy, son. It ain't easy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I love the, the track suit that uh, Adidas had and, and gave to myself and Samantha and Brexton and obviously being able to go out there and showcase our talents of being able to show what else we can do besides being race car drivers. Um, I don't ask me to rap. I don't think that's going to work right now, but I'm giving my best, um, you know, Fred Durst or, um, you know, Vanilla Ice from back in the 90s right there. So um, bringing a little vintage back to 2019. Kyle, it's amazing because the commitment to the picture, number one, I saw your high top sneakers were, were perfect. They were crisp. Uh, your wife looks fantastic as always, but your man Brexton looks like his album is about to drop and he is so serious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no question about that. You know, the only thing I didn't have was I don't, 
I didn't have a friend that had enough chains for us to borrow for all three of us, so uh, <laughs> we stuck away from the chains. But yeah, my boy, my boy Brex is uh, is pretty fly for a white guy, and uh, you know certainly showing up what all the ladies out there are missing up on right now. <laughs> a gold yeah. rope chain. I, I agree. I, I have one, you know, that's not real gold though. But anyways, Kyle, you're talking about Brexton. We saw him playing Mario Kart. So more importantly. What is Brexton's race schedule looking like? You know, what, what he's three and a half now? He's about, he's yeah. got to get in a race car. Maybe a Power uh, Wheels yeah, series? Yeah. Yeah, he's big into the Power Wheels. He's big into the go-kart stuff. So we got him a go-kart for Christmas, and that was the, the Mario Kart, essentially. He's, he liked green, so he's the Yoshi. And um, so he, we were playing Mario Kart, and he's like, eh, it'd be cool if you were in the game. And I'm like, all right, right on, let's do this. So we had the go-karts, and I bought some outfits and costumes for the other guys to wear. We went out, we made this video, and it was amazing. And uh, now I get home every day, and Brexton's like, hey, man, let me see you win Mario Kart again. You know, So he wants to see the video over and over again of me uh, taking all these guys out and having a good time and being able to score the win uh, for myself with Mario Kart. So a lot of fun there. Thanks to Corey LaJoy. He built them things, and they turned out amazing. They're a bunch of bunch of fun. So it looked like you basically what, – what I love is that you just really did this for fun, right? Because it looks like you took carts. You basically put drift wheels on there. They've got the, like, PVC sleeve on there. But, man, it took a lot of work to make it. How did you guys map that whole thing out and make this awesome product for the fans? Yeah, well, the real life the real life part of it was pretty easy. Uh, just running around in the track with the go-kart, hitting some cones, throwing some banana peels at each other, throwing some turtles at each other, hitting some mushrooms and some speed action, stuff like that. But uh, the real magic came in the in the film room and in the uh, putting the video together in the editing room and making sure that we had all the right pieces and all the right places and things like that. So, um, you know, my guy, my web, my web guy put it all together. It took him about a week to do it. And then um, he was like, all right, here's the final product. What do you think? And I was like, oh, boy, we got some work to do. So I went to his office. We sat down for like two hours, and we were fine-tuning all the noises, all the sounds, and timing everything exactly right. And I'm like, people are going to beat on this any possible way they could beat on it. And we left one mistake in there to make sure people were actually paying attention, where at the beginning when you're in the player select page, uh, we left Luigi in as Yoshi to see if we could get a few people to pick up on that. And lo and behold, boy, we got some hate down about Luigi turning into Yoshi, and we didn't know who the heck Yoshi was versus Luigi. So I guess we should have just fixed it from the start and been like, all right, well, we got to we'll just leave it clean, you know. But um, it, was, it was pretty fun. Great time. Uh, dude, I love that you, you have truly embraced yeah. that lifestyle of – Haters going to hate. And you knew that I'm going to make something incredible for the fans and someone's still going to go crazy. <laughs> and and turns out that's okay. That stuff happens. Oh, yeah. I, absolutely. I, it happened. I saw it, this offseason seemed like it was really great for you guys. Y'all did a lot of stuff both as a family. You guys had a ton of date nights. I want to hear, uh, because you know Kyle's a huge music fan, what was going to the Justin Timberlake concert like? Because I, I did notice that Jeff Gordon got that, like, swerving swag from him. Did, did you receive any, like... Head nod. I saw the pictures, but tell us about it. Yeah, see, so I'm not big time enough. Um, so <laughs> Jimmy and Harvick and Gordon were all able to go before uh, he came out on stage and go backstage and meet him and, and, and talk to him, be in his presence, whatever. So then uh, when it all came down to the, the show, you know, Jimmy got a shout out. Jeff got a shout out. Harvick got a shout out. And I'm just sitting there like an idiot in the crowd. And the people around me are like, where's your shout out? And I'm like, I'm nobody. You know, obviously I'm <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just a bush, you know, so they're peeing on me. But anyway, it uh, it was a great show. I mean, he put on a good show. It was a lot of fun to watch. And 
I wish he would have played a little bit more old school uh, Timberlake, like stuff that we were more accustomed to when we were growing up, I guess. But, you know, there's there's a lot of people there from today's day that uh, that listens to his stuff right now. So uh, a few of the songs I wasn't quite understanding what era mm. they were from. They must have been so new. I haven't even heard him yet. That's hilarious. I think he's more of like a senorita. Yeah. Maybe probably. cry me a river. I appreciate I, that. So one serious question. Um, Daytona. <laughs> How big is Daytona really? I mean, you, Daytona, that's, the Speedway's not been the best to you. Uh, at different times this year. Uh, we just saw a new teammate behind you. Truex was standing there behind you just a minute ago. How big is this year? Uh, well, I'm hoping this year's the biggest one yet. You know, obviously having uh, a lot of years where we've had a little bit of success down here, some thirds, some fourths, and also having a lot of defeat of not finishing, having DNFs, finishing 30th or worse, whatever it might have been. So I'd certainly like to think that this year's our year. We can win the 61st annual Daytona 500 and uh, take home that uh, Harley J. Earl trophy. It would be a phenomenal experience for me. It would be another, the top item on my checklist right now is, is Daytona 500. So uh, it would mean everything. And hopefully we can get that done. Kyle, thanks for taking the time to join us, man. We know that was a big deal. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. Now it's time to hear from you. We will take your questions live when Motor Mouth continues. one 844 nascar NBC. Call Welcome back to Motor Mouse. We are so excited. It's time to take some calls. If you are calling, uh, I know it might be a little busy. Don't panic. Keep calling. We're excited to have you. Let's take uh, our first call. This segment is Bill from Dallas. Bill, uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, I was wanting to touch on the subject Kyle brought up about the short tracks and the local short tracks. And in the North Texas area where I'm from, we never had a successful asphalt track. And I don't think they have in Oklahoma, uh, maybe, you know, toward Houston or somewhere. It's not been relevant, if you will, in this area. And what NASCAR could do to maybe support that with funds to keep it going until it catches on. Because here it's never been successful that I know of. Sure. Bill, thanks for calling. That's a, that's a great question. Yeah. What what can NASCAR you know, do I, I, to support I don't know, local short that, tracks? Listen, there are so many short tracks in this country, asphalt and, and dirt, um, that are run on a weekly basis. What makes a short track work is not necessarily NASCAR. It's the fans. It's the fans. It's the fans that come out to that grassroots racing, and that's where the Richard Paddies came from. That's where the Dale Earnhardt Seniors came from. That's where the Jeff Gordons came from. That's where you came from. We all came from a short track somewhere to find our way to the to the upper levels, but it's the fans. If a track doesn't make it, it's not because of NASCAR. It's because of NASCAR. It's it's because of the fans. Yeah, and, and every region's kind of got their different yes. wants. You know, as Bill was just talking about. You know, some places have dirt tracks, others are, are more in the asphalt. Uh, you know, really, as you said, it's just I think the biggest thing that NASCAR can do is when we go to certain areas. Yes. is when they do have short tracks there is trying to promote the races that are going on Hopefully. that weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's and because there is a lot of stuff you can do hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, we should give some props, guys, like um, like Marcus. Yeah, like Eddie Gossage at Texas yes. Motor Speedway. Yes. They do a great job with with the facilities that they have, using as many events to get local yeah. Yeah. racers in. And yeah. when you can see Cup drivers, even Indy, like what Indy did. 
with that sprint car race this year, knowing that Dale Jr. went and sat on somebody's roof and went and watched that, yeah. that's a cool thing. Uh, next, we're going to Robert, who is calling in from Massachusetts. Robert, yeah. what's on your mind? Why can't NASCAR, when they have a caution flag, reline everybody up where they were when that caution flag came out? Never mind this racing on the pit and in out. Just put the slower teams uh, equal up. I want the racing on the track, not the racing on the pit every week. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and I understand your point, but racing's always been on pit road. My dad won the Daytona 500 because he changed two tires and not four tires. He won a race on pit road, not on the racetrack. Uh, people have been winning racetrack, winning races on pit road ever since they started racing. I'm sorry, unless you run a 50-lap feature with no pits, then that's the way it is. And I understand what you're trying to say, but in the real world, what you're what you're in the real world, what you're trying to say really doesn't doesn't translate well to the racetrack. And you you mean because Robert, you're you really are talking about the confusion of the wave arounds, and it, it sounds like all of that part of the process, right? Somewhat, but I'm saying if they were get under green flag, fine. When it's yellow, everybody gets back to where they were when that yellow came out. And the thing that happened was yeah. was in the clash was yeah. everybody bailed off on pit road. Before, yes, right. the, before the stage was about to, or their, their competition exactly. caution. And that's where the confusion that, came the in. Confusion. So that, that doesn't yeah. happen at a lot of racetracks no. in the sense you kind of get caught under yellow yeah. at times, but that was just unique. That Some guys still know. on pit road, somewhere else. And, and speedway road. racing kind of lends itself yeah. to that. Yeah, that's true. Robert, thanks for calling. Uh, we got William on the line next from Tennessee. William, what's on your mind? Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I got a subject as far as the uh, chase, the playoffs, when the 12 car field is set. For the next race, maybe eliminate two to four cars from the field. Mm. So by the time you get to the last race of the season, you maybe have maybe the top twenty cars racing. Mm. Okay, well, that, I mean that's not that's not a bad idea. You mean you mean just twenty cars would go to Homestead? Period. Well, I don't. I hadn't done the math, but anyway, when you get to twelve cars, uh, you start eliminating the, the bottom two to four cars from the bottom of the field. The from the bottom week. of from the bottom of the big field, is that what yeah. you're saying? From the bottom of the forty hmm. car team? Yeah, you eliminate all the cars as you're going. You know, everybody's yeah. racing to get in the field, but then well, again, you got to race to get up in me, there too. Stay. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Um, this money, the, the the sport is run on sponsorship, and sponsors pay oh, yeah. for thirty six races. So if I don't, if I get eliminated, do I have to give my sponsor back money? Well, I'll say I don't know how the contracts go, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you, that's how they go. You don't go to work, you don't get a paycheck. Is that the way it works with you? That's the way it works with me. Yeah. William, that's, I, I, that's I just, a good thought. I like your thought because it's almost like an Australian pursuit race, you know what I mean, where you yeah, pass the money and the part. But I don't think it works monetarily. No. But, but thank you for I'll, calling, man. I'm going to tell you, the, the sponsors, and, and I've been in just a couple of the meetings, you know, last last yeah. five years when, when Tad and, and Jody yeah. would have me. Yeah, that wouldn't work out very yeah, yeah, well. Like, yeah. you know, and the point being is, I get it. You go to you go to Homestead, you know, the final four yes. racing for the championship, but we're still all racing That's too. Right. Everybody, right. you know racing. what? I Everybody's still want to go win the race or as exactly. finish as best I can because every points position also means money. Yes. And right. that's a big yes, deal. And it's been, but I do. I, I think it's a fun idea. I do want to make sure you know fun that idea. you. Uh, you've definitely your volume increases each time. I just want to make sure you know that we can hear them in our ears, and you're wearing a microphone. Okay, I'm coming down. Okay, so that means that means I started getting hyped up. I started yelling. That was William, but we're going to Matthew now from Florida. Uh, Matthew, what do you want to talk about? Yes, I was wondering. um, 
So, you know, like Rolex has 24 hours, um, 12 hours of Sebring, Sebring as well. What if we uh, do a Durant-style race on Ooh. a track that we've never been to before as well? Wow, that's that's a fun idea, Matthew. Uh, it's a thought. Would you? Would you? That's ever, a thought, Matthew. That's all I'm going to give you on that one. <laughs> well, to, to his point, you said much of it. You said to Denny Hamlin talking about races to be yes. shorter. You did make the point that truly some okay, of these but, motors. But, but could I'm going to say this. I'm going to. Uh, I will say. Let me let me throw it out there like this. I guess is what I'm trying to say is we have to change things and look at the sport different. But we can't gimmick our way back to being. NASCAR, to be in the best motorsport in the world. We have to be able to do it consistently. And so I, I, would, I, would, I would probably be against that. I mean, I like the idea, but I would probably be against it. And the thing is, is, is we, we already have that, right? Yeah. That's what IMSA is all about. Yes, exactly. And that's on NBC Sports. Yes, it NBCSN, is. NBCSN. Cheers. You guys are Good one. That's Good a one. big deal. Matthew, <laughs> thanks for calling. Because <laughs> that, that would be fun. Yeah, Don't yeah, act right. like you wouldn't no, sign up for it. I would be all for it. But you know what? The thing is, is, is we already have the, the Rolex 24-hour race. We already have the 12 hours of And the big pitchers support your local short tracks. That's yeah, it. That's grassroots racing. Hey, thank you guys for calling. We're going to try to take some more calls during the show and we've got an after show that's on our motorsports on nbc channel on youtube coming up though chase elliott is looking to build on a breakthrough season we'll hear from him next on motor mouse Welcome back to Motor Mouse. That is Daytona for Media Day. We are here at the studio in Charlotte, but we are so lucky to be joined by Chase Elliott, who is down there in Daytona. Chase, how is your Media Day going so far, buddy? It's going. You are my last, you are my last <laughs> guy today. So that really... That's good. It's good news. That's, that's, I think that's great news for all of us. We appreciate you taking that time because yes. I know I know this day can be trying. Because AJ said this is he said, Ben, you know, I wasn't sure if I really wanted to retire. And then I saw some of the footage from Media Day. Yeah, I agree. Like, I was, this is way easier doing this. I was really oh, sure that that's I was in the right spot. That's so let's good. let's start out with something fun, something easy. Uh, I want to hear about your your trip, man. You went to Hawaii in the off season with some friends. Can you tell us a little bit about it, a little bit about the fun you got to have? I didn't go to Hawaii. I was not invited to Hawaii. What? Oh. I thought I oh. thought you went with everybody. Wow. Misinformation. Misinformation. Thank you, Chase. That's a bad turn he's of events right, right there. I'm sorry. He thinks he's always right. Yeah. Chase, false, I want you to False uh, information. Uh, yep, that's, wasn't invited. That's my bad. So. Uh, oh. With that said, great though, start. Yeah, obviously, circle gets the square. With, with circle that, gets the square. With Hollywood that square. said, you know, when you are invited to go out, <laughs> you know, with Blaney and Bubba and all that, who who goes to bed the earliest? Like, who runs the hardest? But who goes to bed the earliest? Mm. That's a good question. Uh, well, you know, oddly enough, I wasn't invited to Hawaii, and then they all went to Disney World yesterday, and guess who wasn't invited to Disney World? Yeah, Come looking on, at it. So I'm not sure uh, what time they went to bed last night. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. See, somebody is, got so voted off the island. So this is what happened. This is messed up. When you win, yeah. start winning races in 2018, <laughs> like Chase did. Yeah. All of a sudden, you start losing friends. Is that yeah. what it is? They that, quit. That could Chase, be it. This is you, why are your friends feeling Bush. like they know you're going to continue to beat them, so they're going to stop inviting you to stuff? Because that's messed up. 
I'm not sure about all that, but like I, I mean, I extended a couple invitations over the off season, um, all of which got declined. So wow. yeah. no wow. invitation to the Disney World yesterday. It, it's been a uh, it's been a rough go. Do y'all want to hang out? I, let, yeah. me, I, let me see, let me let me just say. Obviously, it's tough being the most popular guy. Right? Okay. No. Yeah. I, I, it's a no <laughs> from you too. No, we totally. No, we're, we're in. Chase, we're I'm in. in. That's fine. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. All right. I got I got nice I got to change the subject. That's yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. We're changing subjects here. Change the subject. Hey, with all the flying you do, have you ever taken aerobatic lessons? Um, I mean, I, I went up and lost it uh, about six, seven months ago or whatever. It was crazy, man, uh, to go do it. Have you ever taken aerobatic lessons? I've never, I've never taken any lessons. I've been up with some guys that, that do it. Um, I have a buddy uh, who races Rebel Air Race, Kevin Coleman, and, and, and he took me up uh, a while back, and, and we uh, got to fly, and it was awesome. Uh, but I've never done it, really, and I'd like to try it someday, but it's um, so cool what those guys do. And, you know, flying is one thing, but doing that stuff is a whole other world. So... I'd love to fool around with it someday. I tried to talk to Kevin into training me or something down the road. We'll see. Um, but that'd be fun. I got to fly with Kirby Chambliss, and I can tell you that I, I felt like I got kicked down a flight of stairs. It hurt my body so badly. But, Chase, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't get around the fact you invited friends to go do a couple things. Yeah. Can, you just, can you give me some examples of what you invited your crew to yeah. do and these guys didn't go? Because I think I'm upset for you now. Well, you know, it's one of those things, Rutledge, you, you, you accept and you, you build the bridge and you get over it, I've learned. And uh, <laughs> I tried to invite him to, I tried to invite Ryan to a concert last weekend. And, uh, you know, two months ago, great idea. Yeah, I'm coming. And then huh. came time to buy plane tickets and uh, no such thing. So here we are, uh, left out again on the next trip, so I'm not sure what that's going to lead to after this, but uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I built a bridge. I got over it, um, so here I am. I'm, I'm at Media Day over it, so. What, what, what type of concert? Was it a, was it a heavy metal concert? Because isn't that what? Maybe that's yeah. why. Like was, maybe it, was it not tough yeah. enough for him, you think? Yeah. No, it wasn't a heavy metal concert, but, I mean, I feel like he at least liked the guy, you know, or he claimed to, so I don't know. Um I mean, it happens. I get it. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push it. You know, if you're not wanted, you're not wanted. So I'm just gonna keep cruising and, and uh, yeah, just try to, you, you know, stay on the straight and narrow. And maybe one day they'll hang out with me again. Chase, I, I know a lot of interesting quotes come out of Media Day, and I'm just gonna put one out there for you. The moment that Ryan Blaney cut his hair and he quit, quit warming him, it sounds like he got some cold shoulders. And that's messed up. <laughs> Must have, because, <laughs> I mean, I, I get it, you know, I get it, but, yeah, it, it took it out on me, apparently, so you'll have that. <laughs> you know what, fans, we need to show oh Chase Elliott the show support that yeah. the most popular driver deserves, deserves, who has not gone to Hawaii, despite my obvious mis miscommunication yes. on that. Chase, thanks for joining us, man. You're awesome. Major Hope you have a miscue. great week down there. Yeah, I blew that. I blew that, <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. Y'all have fun. When Motormouth return and Chase still doesn't go to Hawaii, we'll tell you about what to expect on tomorrow's NASCAR America, and we'll give Kyle some valuable viewer 
feedback. Keep calling. Stay tuned. Each Thursday, NASCAR America's Motorsports Hour previews the upcoming weekend in NASCAR and brings you the latest news from IndyCar, IMSA, Supercross, and more. The Motorsports Hour premieres tomorrow at 5.30 Eastern right here on NBCSN. This has been so exciting. Hi, uh, wow. I hit the camera. Sorry that about that. We're gonna, we got time for one quick call. Kevin from Indiana. Kevin, you want to talk about fans determining the lineup. Tell me your idea. I think it'd be neat if there was some sort of inversion, like if there was a fan that picked a number out of the hat and said the number was 12, the guy who qualified first would start 12th and they'd go backwards to the 12th place guy starting first. That way the pole setter would have to race through the field to lead. Kevin, thank you for calling. Thanks. I appreciate it. That's a fun idea. Hey, look, that's a, that's, that is a local short track Saturday night grassroots racing thing they do all over America. And it works. Works a lot of places. Most of the time, your top 10 or 12, uh, they're going to be your they're going to be your your best cars. They're going to be yeah. your cars with a shot of winning. So I, I, got, I, I don't have a problem with that one. Yeah, if you do that, fun. I feel like you should give points for qualifying. Give yes. an incentive Wait, to go qualify yeah. up front. They still got to pick their even, pits. Yeah, even though, yeah. Even, and even though they got to get a random draw, yeah. you should that would give be good. some yeah. some. Hey, points. great idea, yes. Joan. That would, Thanks, you know Kevin. what? Sounds like that. I agree with Royce. Hey, I'm picking, I'm picking you Chase Elliott for Daytona now. Chase Elliott for Daytona. Guys, Chase, we love you. I don't know what happened. Guys, we've got more. We're going over to youtube.com slash motorsports on NBC right now. We're going to take more of your calls, more of your questions. If you're on the phone, don't hang up. We love you guys. Thanks for watching. Thank you.